Welcome to the Run, Lift, Grow podcast with your hosts, Caleb Dilley and Ryan Heenan. From novice to elite athletes, we are here to tell your story and share our perspective. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Caleb and Ryan. Ryan, my friend, it has literally been... I think we saw each other maybe once in passing at the YMCA couple weeks ago but it's almost been a month since i've seen you in the flesh yeah man it has been about that long since someone mainly the kiddos have not been sick in our household man as you know this is the time of year that uh, can wreak havoc on uh little ones immune systems and about the week prior to christmas we have been fighting some sort of crud amongst the kids and then obviously uh to me and then to leah at different times and yeah, I haven't, haven't been very social at all as far as yeah, in-person stuff, because with those little fevers, but you don't, I don't want to spread anything and you just never know when it's going to rear its head. So yeah, we've, we've kind of been on our own little lockdown for about the last month. And now this week's been the first one of the year that the kid, all the kids have been back to school and we're, we're feeling a little bit better, man. How, how have you been? Yeah, no, uh, new year has been good to start. Yeah. I, I uh, Definitely can't complain there. We, we've had the sickness bug in our household as well. Uh, it hit me with the stomach flu two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just this past week, uh, the kids got it. So that was a lot of fun. But same kind of deal. We're, we're coming out of that now. And uh, yeah, you know, I think the last time that you and I were on the pod together, we kind of did a recap and a, and a look ahead to the year. So, you know, we're... 25 days into the new year, which actually is kind of hard to believe. You know, we're almost we've almost ticked off one twelfth of the year already. Mm-hmm. It's weird when you put it in those terms. And uh yeah, I guess a recap for me as far as fitness uh is going is you know, I, I honestly feel like I'm in the best place, uh, not necessarily like fitness level, mm-hmm. um, because I was way more fit probably like in the middle of last summer when I was, you know, doing 30 to 40 miles a week. Uh, but as far as like mentally and enjoying what I'm doing and like the passion for it, I don't think I've ever been in a better place than I am right now. Yeah, uh, I've had a great start to the year. It doesn't feel, and I think part of it is I don't feel beholden to have to do it because of a race mm-hmm. that's on my calendar. Mm-hmm. It's purely, I want to run because I want to, because mm-hmm. I enjoy it, not because I have to. And there's, I don't know, there's been a lot of freedom in that. And I've really enjoyed the training and uh, not only like running, but I've been incorporating strengthening workouts uh, more consistently mm-hmm. um, since the beginning of the year, which uh, which has been really, really good. So I'm just, the stoke is high yeah. for me. How's the body feeling? Body's good. I So I don't know if I shared on the podcast, but on my Strava, and then of course talking to you, I had... Uh, I, I probably took off like the last two and a half weeks of December of running. I was getting a, uh, kind of in my left foot, like right near my navicular. I was kind of afraid I, I had a stress fracture. I think it was more just kind of like a stress reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave it some rest and, you know, I've been averaging over 20 miles a week. Uh, and it hasn't, hasn't been in any issue at all. So, uh, injury wise, things are good. Knock on wood, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a big part of that too, uh, prevention has just been like the strengthening stuff that I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that matters. You know, that's where, you know, 
whenever we're only doing the sport specific stuff, right? So for you to be just running, right? Eventually accumulation adds up and it's relative, yeah. right? So you don't have to run a million miles to have that stress factor type of thing, but it's also great that you have the ability to kind of self-diagnose, mm -hmm. right? That kind of thing. And then either try and determine what you can technically run through and what you shouldn't. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know. I, uh, I've definitely like taken myself through a couple injuries before as a therapist and I, I feel like therapists are the worst patients. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I know that I need rest, but I also have an ego, dude. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to feed my ego, bro. Like I can't, I can't like take time off. No, you're not kidding. I'm convinced I have a torn ligament in my knee, right? Oof. It's been around for months, I think since the fall. And similarly, I don't want to stop my exercise. Don't want to stop playing pickleball. And so I just soldier on, right? <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to, so Penetrex, have you ever heard of this? Muscle and joint cream? <laughs> I can't say, hey, no no ads here, but. Right. Uh, uh, shameless plug. I, yeah, shameless plug here, no. Folks, if you're out there. Ryan, uh, please tell me about Penetrex. Penetrex. I, mean, it, I don't even know what's in it. I don't know what kind of snake oil they're selling me. The placebo <laughs> effect is very real. But I, so about a week ago, this is very new. So I, so you know, even in our, in our half marathon and in, in the fall and then subsequently, you know, through the winter and doing my winter workouts and playing indoor pickleball, my, I mean, my knee was just shredded. It was just so, so sore post any exercise the next day. So much inflammation, so much pain, reduced mobility to take me three or four days to recover. It'd be very similar to a DOM set situation. Sure but just ligaments strictly in the back of my knee, right? And having torn my left ACL back in the day, I, I know the feeling, I know the instability, and it, it, there's something from a structural standpoint that, that's jacked up. And I thought, man, I don't, I'm almost, again, from an ego standpoint, I haven't gone and gotten an MRI or x-rays on it because I don't even want to, know what's really going on because if i had to do some sort of surgery or reconstruction i'm not willing right now to shelf myself for another six to eight months yeah and so again from an ego standpoint it's just pain management but that pain management i have found that proactively looping up the back of my knees with this penetrex cream and a couple ibuprofen free exercise my recoveries man have been insanely better insanely wow. better uh, you know, and I told Lee, I said, it's, it's as if I wasn't hurt and that's kind of good and bad, right? Cause now, you know, I feel just in this last week, cause I was getting to a point where I thought, man, I just have to shut it down. We're yeah. not going to necessarily pursue any medical advice, but I was just thinking, I need to shut it down because I can't go, you know, Saturday's workout and not feel like I can work out till the following Saturday. Yeah. That's not sustainable. So yeah, the last couple of times I've got my workouts in or played some pickleball, I've used the cream and a couple ibuprofen. And so also another kind of shameless plug from a medical device standpoint, I bought these full leg uh, compression cups. Oh yeah. Are they Norm Normatec? Yeah. And or, so, or different brands? same. Oh, okay. Same but similar thing, like, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I do that at night before I go to bed and that seemingly helps a ton. So again, I'm, you know me, but I have so many widgets and different you things. You do. That you love the gear. I do. So if, you, if there's a device out there, I, I will try it. So between my tens unit, 
my percussion gun, and now these compression boots. Uh, I do it all just in the name of recovery and or kind of like a prehab thing. And so, yeah, I feel today and in this last week have felt a lot better still wearing. I have these compression knee sleeves now that I do all my workouts and stuff. They are kind of, they're, I don't know what you call them, medium in terms of not a full like Don Joy brace, yeah, yeah. but not just your standard ACE knee brace either. They have this really nice, uh, what am I thinking here in the, the kneecap, uh, uh, meniscus pad on mm. the front. Mm. And then they have these kind of thin rods on the side for sure. some lateral stability. Yeah. You know, and that's because that's the biggest thing still for me with that lateral movement of a racket sport that I have just not, I have not had those movements for a long time. And so now I think I'm building up some lateral strength in, in my, in my knees and in my hips, but then also just keeping those braces on. And uh, it's funny because, you know, it wasn't that long ago I'd look at the double knee braced people <laughs> and make some judgments, right? But uh, I wear them under my compression leggings. So it's kind of a decoy because I don't want people to to know that I'm I'm trying to nurse some some old man sore knees. But uh, <laughs> but no, right today I feel the best I have this year, and so yeah, just looking forward to getting into. I'm going to start probably structuring. So shout out to to Trevor and for writing up my workouts and uh, just messaging him today. Yeah, so I'm gonna he, he's he's been planning everything for me and probably for the last. I don't know, maybe six weeks or so, you know, I've been working together. And like I said, I just got to a point where I, just, I wasn't recovering fast enough to get into it. But I'll probably get back on our, on our plan uh, with him. And so the idea will be probably morning workouts and then afternoon or evening uh, pickleball type of thing. And uh, dude, that's that's the life. Not fun. Yeah, shout out to him. He uh, He messaged me on Instagram. He saw some of my Twitter content or my Twitter content, my chess content that I post on Instagram. Yeah. And he's just getting in the chess. Yes. So uh so I gave him my username on chess.com and we're we we've got some games going on. That's now. funny you say that because he posted recently one of his screenshots of his games and he, he noted on there how he's trying to level up yeah. his uh chess game. And I thought of you immediately because it looked, I don't know if it, it's an app or what you'll play on yeah, online yeah. or whatever it is, if it's the same kind of brand. Similar, yeah. And I just thought, oh man, Caleb, Caleb's getting into that as well. And so, yeah, you guys will have to, to link up because see, he's also getting into the whole like neuro side of things. Oh, heck yeah. Understand oh, dude, I'm telling you, I feel like it, this is going to sound way out there. But I, I think for people who play chess, you might understand. So I've played so much chess in the last year. Um, sometimes I'll be sitting on my couch and I'll be like watching my kids play. And like, say Charlie's here and Lucy's here. I'll be like, all right, if Lucy was a knight, I could position her here. No, no. And then Charlie's the the bishop and we could <laughs> slide him here. And if if the play, if the if my uh, my plan in the corner is the checkmate, checkmate. So like your brain goes into all these weird, like, I'm just telling you, man, like sometimes like when I try to fall asleep, I'm thinking of a chessboard and like moves mm -hmm. and it's the weird, like, what? Yeah. But it's, I don't, it's such a good mental, it, I feel like it keeps me sharp. Oh yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of science behind that. And so it's funny. I was just reading an article and it was talking about the neurostimulation and it happened to, it was just two random things. It was talking about chess and how the movement in the mind and then it was also talking about ping pong yeah and it was just about these different things that people can do whether it's based on age population or whatnot 
but to stimulate your mind with having to think quickly, strategically, but also thinking ahead. Oh my goodness, dude. Planning moves ahead. Right. Right. Yes. So that's so fast. And so many of your current moves are strictly because of what you're planning to do down the road. Yeah. Right. And then also having the ability to go on the fly if someone plays an offhanded move, you know, and, but it's, it's quick. And so your brain is filling gaps that aren't even there yet. And then that's, again, that's good for all of us for sharpness, but for, you know, neurodegeneration, and it was this, you know, PubMed article, but it happened to talk about chess and ping pong about the brain and, and the different things that's going on one side of the brain, the other side of the brain, and just how good it is. And I just, yeah, so I, I thought now you guys are getting into chess, I might might have to pick it up. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, because, you you know, I've been on that uh, for a little bit here the past year, year and a half, and uh, I got a book for Christmas. So uh, probably the most famous chess player in you could say in the world, but for sure in in, in United States, Bobby Fischer back in the 70s, uh, he wrote this book and it's called Bobby Fischer uh, Teaches Chess. And so my parents got it for me for Christmas and it's almost like a, um, it's a workbook. So like on one page, you'll have a a puzzle. That's what, that's what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. In chess puzzles. And it's like, okay, if, if Bishop moves to, C or you know, if pawn moves to c5 and we move the bishop here like what's your move and then like you have to like write it down and then you turn the next page and it has the answer and it has all the reasons why that's the correct it's and it's like i haven't started yet i've just kind of like looked through it okay and i really think it's going to take my game to the next absolutely. level yeah i'm excited absolute game crap yeah I, that's <laughs> i'm excited man yes I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you that's so <laughs> that's so perfect that's yes you'll have to let me know if that unlocks yeah we're some, some skills trying to level up yeah i've got i've got a rating in mind i want to get to and uh so since you since you've been into chess have you or even let me go back have you ever watched the queen's gambit oh fantastic series and now if you were to watch it again knowing what you know do you think you would have different takes on it because they kind of get into the science of some of the playing yeah so i watched that after having been playing chess for about four months okay it was really good i'd like to watch it now because i'm sure there's stuff i know now that maybe i didn't know then yeah. that i'd pick up on uh but in that series if you watch it the she sees chat like when she's playing a game she sees it like above her mm-hmm. so she can see all these moves and i'm not like there's that's clearly not how i see it but it's weird though like i say sometimes you'll just be sitting and and you'll start seeing things you're like oh that could move like a like a knight or a bishop or a queen it could just go anyway uh-huh. the certain pieces can only go other ways <laughs> i don't know man i love it it's uh it's it's definitely a hobby of mine yeah I think it's cool. I, I have a great appreciation for that. And I've always, you know, and especially in that, cause in that show even, but just kind of like even the urban chess leagues, right? Yeah, yeah. There's folks that are just sitting down at tables. And then now you'll even like the see, New York city parks. Right. Yeah. And you'll see people who aren't those regulars, but yet they'll walk through, sit down and play, just walk down a row. Right. And yes. just play with complete strangers. And it's so cool that that's even a thing that there, right. that community it does exist. So, so Trevor, if you're listening and Ryan, if, if you get into this, I've got a chess board here at the house. And so the only chess I've ever played outside of a couple games has been online mm-hmm. on my phone. So they call OTB over the board. So that's like chess and real person, right? With real pieces. Okay. It's a bit different than playing mm-hmm. online. Sure. It's way easier to visualize when you're looking straight down onto a board, right? Right. Um, so I'm always looking for people to play in real life. So Trevor, if you're listening, 
Challenge. Yeah, come on over to the house. We'll have Ryan come over and we'll do some in-person uh, uh, chess chess games. It'll be fun. <laughs> you know, the favorite thing, with, if, see, now if I knew what I was looking at, we could totally do a live game. Oh, I could color commentate, but unfortunately. That would be hilarious. Don't know what I'm looking at because I know certain moves would be like crowd pleasing moves right. Right, or risky moves. Oh, he sacrificed the rule. Right. What a move. Yes. You know, get the get the people going. But no, that's yeah, yeah. that's super cool. And I and that's what that's what I was gonna ask is because to me the example would be back in the day I used to play a lot of poker. Oh yeah. And it was starkly different between playing poker online and poker with anybody, whether we went to a casino or we're just playing with friends. Right. And even if it was just Texas Hold'em. But this, it just the feel, and again, the, the, even the aesthetic, the true visibility of sitting at a card table versus playing online. But it's different. Going to ask you. Oh yeah. So what you'll find is like a lot of guys rating online. So say you're a thousand, your rating's a thousand online in mm-hmm. in rapid. If you were to play classical chess, you know your rating. We're talking average people who are not talking super smart, you know, grandmasters. Your rating might be 600 or what? It's just different. It's okay. a little bit different. It's harder yeah. over the board. And how, uh, unless you started that way, you know what I mean? Sure. I feel like this generation where a lot of people are playing online chess to then go to over the board is it's it's a kind of a weird transition. Yeah. If you started on the board, you're good. You're set. Now, does it, does it throw you off or would it or could it throw you off actually having to physically move? I don't think it's the physically moving part. I think it's the angle that you're looking at the board at. Yeah. Because you're, you're looking, instead of straight down, it's more of this, like, yeah, angled look. And, like, like visualizing moves mm-hmm. becomes way different than what you're used to. Because the line is essentially like that 2D, right? Yes. It's flat yeah. that way. And so your opponent's technically moving down yeah, yeah. towards you moving up. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. I'll tell you the one thing that really cracks me up about online chess is the trash talk. Yeah? <laughs> Bro. Like, I would just not let my kids on chess.com. Let's just yeah. say that. I got I got one response today. He checkmated me. It was a really poor move on my part. As soon as I made it, I knew it was over. I was like, whoops. And he sent me a message, and it was not family-friendly. <laughs> I actually had to look up what it meant. Oh. So he sent me this phrase, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And then Urban Dictionary yeah. told me what it meant. And I was like, that's oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's really gross. So is this... See now you have me interested. Now is this like typed out like like old school instant message smack? Yes, phone? yes. So not like headset mic. No, no, no. Okay, dude. So sometimes I'll get too into it and like I'll I'll like school a kid and I'll message your bad and then just log off real quick. And it's so rude and I shouldn't do that. But like a couple of times because like my username is related to Chelsea. So when I play a lot of people uh, from you know England. You'll get some Arsenal fans like Chelsea Blow. You know what I mean? Like all these people talking trash, which is hilarious to me. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So speaking of hobbies, I wanted to to bring this up on the show and then we can wrap things up. Uh, One one of my hobbies that, gosh, I've I've loved coffee for, I don't know how long since college. Um, But the thing that I got for Christmas this year um, is is kind of Chemex pour over Mm -hmm. uh, system. So you know, for those of you that maybe aren't as into coffee. Uh, so pour over coffee is, you know, you've got this, um, you've got this glassware mm-hmm. and within the glassware, you, you have a filter that sets on top and 
Um, so you you heat your you heat your water up in this nice little fancy gooseneck uh, kettle, and uh, you get to a certain degree. And like, so my my kettle has a thermometer on the top mm-hmm. of it, right? So when it gets right to about two hundred degrees, is right when I take two hundred two hundred five. Mm-hmm. So when I take it off, right? Mm-hmm. I just bought this is news. I just bought a new grinder. Oh, just but I was using a Ninja. And dude, the ninja is so bad for coffee beans. Like I always thought it was fine. And then I started doing some research and everyone's like, do not grind your coffee beans in a ninja. Yeah. Very rookie. So I bought a budget, uh, coffee bean grinder and it's fantastic. So I've been doing that, bro. Let me just tell you, if you go from drip coffee, which to me like that, like that's all I had ever known. And I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Different experience. When I like when I had my first when I did my first pour over with like freshly ground beans, mm-hmm. I, the the taste is just not even close. Yeah. It is infinitely better. Now since this new experience, have you changed what you used to think was your favorite coffee? Are you getting different? So that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah, that's the fun part. So right now, so during the week, um, because of work. I will use pre-ground coffee on the weekends when I really savor my coffee. Uh, I grind my beans, okay. so I've got this really nice set of uh, orga set. I don't know why I said set. I've got a really nice bag of uh, beans from Honduras that are organic, mm-hmm. very good. Um, and I'm gonna pick up next for my next bag. I'm gonna go to M&H Roasters over off Main Street, uh, local local roasting company. I'm gonna get some beans from them, but that Cherry Street, uh, yeah. It's just, it I love it, man. I hope we have some coffee nerds that listen to our show. Uh, definitely not trying to be a snob here. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of good drip coffee out there. Yeah. Uh, some people like the French press. Yep. Uh, French press is good. I've never personally like prepared my coffee that way, but I've had French press coffee and it's good. Um, it's just like, it's also the aesthetic, sure. dude. So like pouring it over. So like. The first thing you got to do is called the bloom, right? So the bloom is when you get all of the grounds wet and then you stop pouring. And what happens is it, it's absorbed that water, it's absorbing all that water and it blooms up, right? Mm-hmm. It comes up and you, you let it set for 30 seconds, right? Okay. So then now that everything's wet, then you bring it back in and you start, if you guys could see me right now, I'm demonstrating, which is why Ryan is laughing. Then you, uh, you go in the swirling motion. You're making sure everything is even. Uh-huh. You control the rate. That's the whole thing. In a drip coffee, if you think about it, it's dripping in the center. So the whole center is getting pushed down and the sides are not getting as much saturation yeah, can't be off. can't be no no no, no. Oh. so with this we can control the rate uh-huh. and i'm just telling you man it's so next level what's the when you're is it you're just pouring one cup at a time or how much how much no you so i fill a kettle up i mean i don't fill the, the kettle the whole way up but it makes um man i'm bad with like how many cups of coffee it would be probably like seven eight cups have, I don't know. You have the same amount of ground coffee each Yeah, time? you know, I will I will say I'm not as fancy as the people that like weigh their beans. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not weighing beans. <laughs> I'm more guesstimating. Yeah. But certain people will like weigh ounces or not weigh ounces, but they'll get a certain number of ounces and then weigh their beans. I'm not yeah. there yet. I'm with you. I'm not there yet. I'm with you. People so, spray their beans. Yes. So this is what we'll, we'll have. <laughs> we will have to reciprocate. So I got a new espresso machine. Oh, no way. Yeah. What what brand? I tried to pronounce it, I'd butcher Okay, it. that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, it's a well, well-reviewed brand. That's how yeah. I'm going with it. And um, and it has the cups for a single shot, 
a double shot. And then there's a third one where you can buy kind of these packets okay. almost that you put in there. That would technically be the cleanest. And I may ultimately go that route because it's annoying to have to clean the machine. Oh, that's that's a big thing. Yeah. But uh it is it's the ticket. Dude, I need and, I need to try your espresso. And it has this uh frother steamer. Oh, it's got yeah, it's got it attached on the side. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we have now some good recipes Leah does with like uh doing some, some latte some art cream yes yeah some cream heavy whipping cream oh some of like the the zero sugar like syrups and put those in and top it on top so to get the full effect that this is this is again why we're too into this stuff i went and ordered a whole bunch of clear like cappuccino glasses oh yeah so that so you can you, see when it was dude you got a video it you pour you got a video and send it yeah. to me when you pour it down in and you can see the, oh. you know, the dark espresso on the bottom this is if you're not doing you gotta hit it slow-mo hit the slow-mo video on that and just watch it the effect yeah it'll be so dramatic oh come on so we haven't gotten to the point of being able to do any kind of swans okay like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they're using to do that i gotta sure. figure that out but um yeah so that's our new jam is cap True cappuccinos, true espressos, and uh, it is a great drinking experience. The other thing, now that we're on the coffee subject, did you see on social media somewhere the girl that released all of the Starbucks drinks recipes? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that? No. So she had the Starbucks. Is there copyright with that? Oh, yes. Is she getting sued? Oh, yeah, I imagine. Oh, wow. And so it's the Starbucks the textbook, essentially. And she just took pictures of all of them. And so it tells you all the ingredients, exactly how much of everything to make. Oh, I got to look that up. All of the drinks. So if you, and I don't have, I don't have a Starbucks go-to drink, but just some of them sound good. Their flat whites are really good. And so if you yeah. like, yeah. So if there's a drink you like, it's, it's on there and tell you exactly wow. how to make it. If you're making this high quality of coffee now. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's been a bit of a, bit of, bit of a game changer for me. I just really savor my coffee yeah i will tell you on the french press side because i've been big into french press for a long time the best thing a french press is good for is cold brew yeah cold brew is fantastic because what we do with our french press strictly just use it for cold brew so we'll we'll do we'll make it in the french press and set it in the fridge or even just leave it out overnight right and then the next morning have it for cold brew mm -hmm. That's a great way to do it if you don't want to you know, go the full extent with the cold brew. But yes, for anybody listening, if you want to do a simple cold brew, use your French press and just let it sit out. Well, I bet when you clicked play today, you you didn't think that you were going to be getting uh, coffee tips from Ryan and Caleb, but you're welcome. We take it seriously. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's right. All right, Ryan. Uh, anything else before we sign off here? No, man. The next the next time we get on, schedules depending, but uh Caleb and I are gonna hit the pickleball courts together. And I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. I am looking for Caleb to become a very solid doubles partner with me. <laughs> and so I'm just uh, I'm I'm putting it out there because that's that's gonna happen and his his game is I know it's there. And so we're just gonna convert the tennis skills and strokes to the pickleball court. And yeah, we're gonna be a we're gonna be a threat this summer. I'm excited. You know, I do have a little bit of a history of, of tennis, and uh, we'll see how much that carries over. But I am excited to. Is there is there a slang for the court? Hit the, to just hit the court. Is there any special yeah. term for the pickleball arena? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> we just, you know, we just say we just tickle your pickle. <laughs> oh come on, yes. <laughs> 
That's I cannot wait for all the new slang. Yes. There's a, yeah. Oh yeah. Whole, whole vocabulary. We're gonna be tickling the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope there is something you gained from this conversation. Our goal is that you would take away inspiration that allows you to go an extra mile in your next run or add another pound to your next lift. Until next time, run toward your goals, lift up others, and grow your perspective. Mm-hmm.